2: For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
1: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up-to-date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads
2: Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby podcast after a horrific Rugby World Cup we are back to the meat and drink of domestic rugby and the brand new Super 6 tournament in Scottish rugby. Now, what better way to celebrate that absolute festival of club rugby than with our friends at Beer 52. Now, with Beer 52, you can get a free case of 10 craft beers sent direct to your door, um, all for $4.95. All you got to do is pay that $4.95 postage and packaging, and you will get, this month, 10 beers from Korea. How excited. Presumably South Korea, but maybe there's some North Korean beers in there as well. Get yourself onto beer52.com forward slash thistle. That's beer52.com forward slash thistle, and you will get 10 beers, a magazine, and a snack all to enjoy while you're watching the rugby. Just pay £4.95 in postage and packaging, and that is all yours. That's beer52.com forward slash thistle. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. How are you guys doing? Looking back at two big wins for the Scottish pro teams, the kickoff at the Super 6 and previewing Europe. And for the first time ever as a married man, Matt on the pod. How are you, bud? Do you feel any different? Uh, I'm, I'm good, man. Uh, nice little honeymoon. It's good to
0: catch up with you guys. No, long. Ta- no tan?
2: Not much ah, of a tan We're Not a time in Columbia. Oh, no. right. I, I thought honest, it was. You look terrible. <laughs> I have quite brown hands. Married life seems to be getting to you
3: already. <laughs> it's already, already. It's already quite eats. stressful. <laughs> <laughs> it, was good, no, it was good to hear you guys on the bus uh, from Santa Marta to Cartagena. Six hours.
0: Nice. Seven
2: so to sleep. five of it, so it was good. Listen to it sort of on five, repeat. Five yeah. times on repeat. Yeah, exactly. You must have really enjoyed that. It was good, yeah. And, and Alan, how are you, mate?
0: Good. Had a wedding at the weekend in Creil. It's very nice. Lovely part of the world, Creil. It was shit weather, so it wasn't actually very nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, then, there we go. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> thanks a lot for coming back, uh, guys, and following us on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod, on Instagram, Thistle Rugby Pod, and in the mailbag, thethistlerugby at gmail.com. We love to hear from you, so please do keep getting in touch. As we say, we're going to look back at the big wins for Glasgow and Edinburgh at the weekend. And the first weekend of the Super 6, our thoughts on that. And then we look ahead to Europe. We've spoken to Glasgow co-captain Callum Gibbons, so stick around for that as well. Really interesting speaking to Cully. He told us that he made himself a homemade pizza for tea tonight. So that is the genuine sort of insight that you only get on the thistle. So thanks a lot for coming back. But we're going to start off with the news because since we last spoke, the SRU have received a fine of £70,000 and been asked to apologise to World Rugby for bringing the game into disrepute in Japan around Typhoon Hagibis. How exciting. Alan, what are your thoughts on it?
0: What Do, do I have any idea what happens if we don't pay? If we don't pay? Like, what's World Rugby going to do about it? What's Brett Gosper t- going to do
3: about it? I, I don't know. Yeah. What are the legal... Yeah, I, Presumably they've signed some sort of contract that says that you know, un- unless their appeal fails, they are liable for. Yeah, we, fines.
2: Saw, we signed yeah. a contract based on contingency plans as well, mate. Well, y- exactly. <laughs> <But> <laughs> is Contracts the are made to be broken.
3: <laughs> this is why uh, Gav McCall has really proven his worth mm-hmm. at the moment. There's a high court that's ready to knock sh- to Brett
0: Gosper off his perch. But is it
3: not just like an arbitration panel, whatever that means? Yeah. It just means like a higher authority.
2: So like, all those like weird bodies based in Switzerland. I, look, I looked up who they were, they are fairly like esteemed people with like long sort of legal careers from and scotland no two of them are for england actually wow wow, Dis- wow. disgraceful this is a stitcher um, eddie jones <laughs> is in their ear yeah, yeah exactly on <laughs> aussie um so the so were given 48 hours to apologize as yeah. we i mean i've got no idea if that has been sent um but i believe they've said that they're considering their options looking at the next legal routes, potentially some sports arbitration stuff. So it doesn't look yeah. like the SOU are gearing up <laughs> to sort of step down anytime <laughs> soon. Well, you were saying that it would be likely if, they, if
3: World Rugby had received the apology that they would have released a statement, well, you'd think drawing it, a
2: line under you it. You would think if the SOU had bank, wire, uh, like bank transferred 70 grand and sent World Rugby a groveling apology, there might be some sort of clarification statement that this was all behind us. But we haven't heard anything on the matter since the SRU said we are considering our options, which also includes potential appeal and arbitration. So I guess we are where we are.
0: No surrender. (laughs) 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 I wonder if there's any rules around who has to give the apology. We that's just, like, chuck ap- up, like, Chunk.
4: <laughs> 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 who, who are they apologising to? Could you, do like, a video to?
0: message, like, from
3: Chunk, from, like, a bar in Preston Lodge? <laughs> 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 Drinking a pint.
0: Craig Smith on the roof of the Schumel Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's <laughs> like, I'm really, really sorry.
2: That's, that's a very good point. Also, who are we apologising to? Are we apologising to Brett Gosper? Are we apologising to the world? Japan. Yeah. Japan? Well, I know the £70,000 is... To a charitable fund. Yes. It's not into Alan Gilpin's slush, pro, slush fund. Yeah. It's so, what you do is you, you you could just pay
3: the fine into like a, a different, completely different charity. <laughs> no, I mean, you could Why? still just pay the fine <laughs> and not apologize. I'd, I'd, I'd pay the fine. That's, not sorry, to, that's, that's not what I was apologize. about to say. Yeah, exactly. But then. Why would you not apologise? How the petty fine? are you?
0: But giving the money to what, a different what, charity. What
2: charity do we want to give it to? What a punchy move! Well, you know, say, <laughs> say pro, it was like some like well, pro typhoon charity. Well, say it was like
0: open Pe- up really old wounds. Give it to like some Chinese but like Oh my god! know, <laughs> <X in laughs> Japanese old <laughs> wounds. Well, you know, if it was like Peter, then you can do the opposite of Peter. Whatever that charity is. I but, think we're going down a really weird. <laughs> the Butchers' Association. Well, exactly. <laughs>
1: You know, I I, you well, said opposite, it. You said I it. Well, the opposite of Peter is
2: <laughs> yes. I guess we we'll have to see. I think the SAU like there was a lot of well briefed media articles going around, which are clearly sort of saying we're not going to step back unless World Rugby kind of say, yeah, we weren't great oh. either. Yeah, it feels like
0: potentially it should have just been fine. It's going to charity. We don't need this apology stuff, and I think that potentially yeah. would have. I think I would have been like, that's probably fair. Let's just move on. Yeah. Um, As the off
3: line put it, it feels a bit like two bald men fighting over a comb. <laughs> it's, a,
0: it's a great analogy.
2: To I, that that kind of sums it up. It's, yeah. But I'm kind of hoping it
3: rumbles on just for There's, the drama of it. I mean,
2: it's a great copy. And I think I'd like to see at least one more Tom English article about it. Yeah, that, the, the bit about how World Rugby were lecturing the SRU about you know respect around the typhoon Uh, yeah they they misspelled the typhoon and things like (laughs) that was really i mean that's extremely petty but really really enjoyable Uh, i really want to get kind of like the inside line on what
0: the conversations were in that kind of 24 hour period in in
3: that room where supposedly dodson went apoplectic yeah yeah Oh,
0: that'd be quite scary. I'd love if some like, CCTV footage came out of that. <laughs> yeah, it'd <laughs> be really good. so great. <laughs> yeah. Aggressive little bowling ball of a man, um, Mark Dodson. And then just oh, Don, Don McKay in the Don. back, just
2: apologizing yeah, for I every know like, really minute nice. or
3: two. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don Mackay's a big lad, though.
0: Yeah,
2: he is. Did you see him, he was presenting Brent the... Frank Gosper's quite a big lad, though. Yeah. yeah. Don't know about Alan Gilpin. Do you think he can handle himself? I think he looks pretty big as well.
3: Who else Tough John, one. getting John Jeffrey in there.
0: He'd, he'd still do a job. Yeah, exactly. He to. But then World well, Robbie got like, get Bill Beaumont in.
2: <laughs> Bill Beaumont's a little bit over the hill, I think, for street fighting. <laughs> yeah, He's whereas hard. even He's though John to... Jeffrey's over the hill, he could still street fight. You think? He's a bit more, like, wiry and just sort of got that as sort thing. Of I think Bill Beaumont,
0: nick. you wouldn't want to fight him. Yeah, and then just, like, out of nowhere, Jim Telfer gets in the
2: ring. <laughs> <laughs> just like... <laughs> <laughs> okay I do, you I, called it we've called yeah, it and i'm now going to call it as i think we've gone off piste far <laughs> enough some sort of like world rugby royal rumble yeah <laughs> celebrity death match yeah. <laughs> i think we will see how this plays out but it doesn't it doesn't feel that you're in any mood to climb down or world rugby for but i matter. do think before the end of the year we will see a daily
0: mail jim telfer article about what his thoughts are on the world <laughs> rugby?
2: Yes, like that's got to have a fingers great crossed. Six hundred words ready yeah. to go, yeah. Yeah. and while I'm at it, why England are still terrible? I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. said so that's perfect. I mean, the, yeah. the Daily Mail would sell out yeah. immediately. <laughs> um, so that has happened. And another um, bit of SRU news uh, this week: there's been a bit of a scrumash about Stuart Cameron, who covers rugby in the Borders or has done for a long time, and. He put out a statement saying that he had had his credentials removed from doing so by the SRU, thus uh, followed a lot of sort of outcry on social media that he this shouldn't be the case as a stalwart of Scottish rugby, and now I believe he's had his credentials reinstated, or he's going to continue. Um, yeah, I think so. Covering it for so, borders. So he
3: he used to put, um, be the head of the Borders dot net site that was a pretty good resource actually that showed highlights and had news every week of matches in the borders. Um And then he still does his own stuff on, I think, a Vimeo site. Yep. And I think last year, he was in charge of producing the Premiership and National One highlights for the SRU on YouTube. Um, yes. And I, I don't know what's happened with the rights here. It seems the SRU have come out and said that, following Stuart Cameron's statement, that they didn't actually... There was a, a mix-up, and they didn't actually say to him... You can't film the matches. Um, but then the drama sort of escalated because then um, the SRU sent an email to all the clubs about this, saying that Stuart had retracted his views. Yeah. And that basically, the SRU and the, and the SRU were right. And then Stuart Cameron kind of went back to them and said, actually, I didn't retract them.
2: I mean, ultimately, it feels to me like it's a. Relatively small and niche issue that has been unnecessarily, you know, brought into the public domain by yeah. some heavy handed or just bad communications from the SRU. Um, I mean, I think there's probably got to be a, the SRU are spending loads of money on their content and stuff like that. And maybe they're trying to do something different. And there probably was a rights discussion with a guy who was doing it. But why probably, is it, why is the it stuff, spilled out? Probably, but the down? stuff
3: they've produced is this season is terrible compared to what he did. <laughs> it, yeah. it is, it's, it's shit. So, <laughs> and it's a guy who's clearly like popular um, amongst the club game, Loon. and and as you say, it's pretty inconsequential. Like, it's not as if it's he's sort of getting like millions of views on YouTube, like yeah, monetizing yeah. it,
0: and ultimately the content has no commercial value. Totally. Like, yeah, ain't <laughs> selling well, that <laughs> to like well, Netflix, they,
3: are they? S S O U S O U are. Rugby yeah. on Netflix maybe, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I'd watch it. <laughs> but the SRU are paying BBC Scotland effectively for the Super 6 footage as well. Yes. It's not
2: as if they've come to them and yeah. been like, please give us the rights. And yeah. I think it was sort of agenda point two. Agenda point one was world rugby and like everyone was just like really het up. <laughs> <laughs> agenda point two was Stuart Cameron and Mark Dodson was just like... Fuck him as well. <laughs> Shut <laughs> the bastard down. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just like yeah, I know. D Bradbury's like, any other business? Right, we're, we're out here. <laughs> so that, but s- it seems
3: like he can now still produce highlights for can. ITV
2: borders, so which is great. Fair enough. Yeah, good for him. Stalwart the game. Thank you very much. Um, I think that was all. I had noted done news-wise other than it was the first weekend of the uh, Super Six. Kicked off on Friday night, um, Muir against Sterling County. Sterling County getting the win. Then Saturday, Watsonians against the Southern Knights down at the Green Yards on the good looking new pitch. is obviously coming through there. And then Harriets with a very impressive win um, at Millbrae against the Ayrshire Bulls. So, lads, what did you think of the first weekend of the Super Six? Is it the answer?
4: Pretty good
0: crowds, to be fair. Cumulative, yeah. yeah. like 4,000 over the three. Yeah. And ultimately, the fact that, you know, are getting one and a half thousand when I think Edinburgh just got over five. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting that, like, you know, there is that much demand and it'd be interesting to see if they can carry that. Yeah, more, that
3: I imagine more. that'll tail off slightly, but it's still some good, good viewing figures.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean,
2: all the grounds look pretty full. They look more full than possibly last season when they were premiership fixtures. There seems to so. be more interest. What do you think of the quality? I didn't see any of the games in full or anything like that, so I've just watched the the highlights that were available.
3: It's kind of, it's hard to tell because, I, I mean, the only one that... I think the only one that was streamed or the only one yeah. I saw was... Yeah, yeah. Um, the only one that was Air streamed is, in right? exactly, yeah. Um, and I managed to get sort of snippets of that on my phone and it did look like a pretty high quality. Like, it wasn't the best match, but um, it looked fairly professional. But then I would say that... The, Aaron Harriet's games in the last couple of seasons have been at the higher end quality wise of of the Premiership so it's kind of hard to tell so far I think that a lot of the noises coming out of the camps and from Sean Lanine are the the, like strength and conditioning in particular the body shapes and the fitness is better Um, and you could maybe see that at the margin like everyone looked kind of like a rugby player (laughs) that's
0: good but you know (laughs) like a maybe a um, (laughs) semi-professional
3: yeah but maybe more so than
0: um, last year. Yeah. I guess just a bit, no, I feel in terms of timing, I would have wanted this to start kind of end of August because I actually think a lot of, especially at the start of the Premiership season last year, a lot of the games were really high quality. I was just going to Really say high this. scoring. Yeah. And I think just the fact that this is ultimately running in probably the worst months. Yeah. It's just going to sort of detract a little even bit. If, even
2: the, if you're on a 3G. Yeah. yeah, even if you're on a 3G. mm um, I think it's, yeah, good start. And big, the big one this weekend, Watsonians against Harriets, which is being billed mm-hmm. uh, as the Rumble in the Goldie Jungle. Oh, my word, the marketing. Jeez. There's been some great marketing today. Edinburgh, Glasgow, hashtag unite the city. Yep. It's Edinburgh's... Um, are they saying that Edinburgh aren't
0: united at the moment? Like, are we, are we, are we historically an ununited
3: city? It's, it's I very confusing. I
2: wasn't aware of a massive rift. Yeah. In Edinburgh. Yeah. Like obviously we've got Hearts and Hibs, but you know that's yeah. They're like, look,
0: so like, so side of Edinburgh. It's time to put your issues behind know yeah. unite, unite the, the unite the clans for the Glasgow game. <laughs> leave, yeah. leave Morningside for a day. There's lads that turn up Murrayfield first time ever. They're like, I can't believe I finally put, be.
2: put my issues aside. Yeah. <laughs> Cross the divide. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I was, I was generally impressed with the Super 6. and be interesting to see what comes up. I'm stopping that section a little bit short to bring you some breaking news that Racing 92 have suspended Leonie Nakarawa and are bringing disciplinary um, proceedings against him for returning to the French capital late. This is after news that he was seen on Buchanan Street yeah, at the weekend. That. Ooh, that would be huge. He's coming back. There you go. So he was out of contact for like two weeks.
0: Because yeah. he was, like, building a house. Building he just a house didn't have any fiji. data. No, data. I don't know if I believe that. Mate, I promise you, Fiji reception is terrible. It's bad what, in Glasgow as well. Do you remember it from when you were 15? <laughs> my reception was terrible. so <laughs> <laughs> Does she even have a mobile phone? <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to make, we make calls from Fiji. Yeah, on yeah, my Nokia 3310. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to make some big, big calls. It'll
2: um, be interesting to
0: see how that plays out. He's But coming, then, he's interesting back. for racing. it'd w- be interesting to watch racing game on Sunday, because... It's Rassing Saracens. A lot of Scots involved. A yeah. lot of Scots involved. And I think Saddam, I, I don't think he's part of the team, but. Sadam. Saddam. <laughs> Saddam Clyde. <laughs> Sam Hidalgo Clyde. Yeah. Oh, is he? He's still rocking around Racing, isn't he? I, d- I don't know.
3: He, it was like a short term contract, yeah. was it? it? was like three months or something. I'm not sure
0: if um, he's
2: been at so many clubs in like the last six yeah, months yeah, that I've kind me? of lost track. He's Re- been at Saracens.
1: Ready to pop the question?
2: Quins, Quins and
0: Rassing. So I'm he's also just like it's almost like failing upwards though. It's like <laughs> yeah. the Scarlet's it's Harlequin's <laughs> it's Rassing. I know. Though. It was great. It's like <laughs> um
3: but yeah, Russell them. Russell got a nice little assist at the weekend. Yeah, one of his little, his little kicks, kicks finally fucking came yeah, off. I know, someone yeah, other I know. than Scotland. <laughs> it was actually perfect as well. <laughs> yeah. I suppose you got
0: Teddy Thomas in the end rather than like an aging Tommy Seymour. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But then Saracens obviously had Dunkey Taylor and yep. Sean Maitland yep. playing for them. Calm yep. Hunter Hill was on the bench. Was he mm-hmm. on the bench. Yep. Um, I don't know
2: if he came
3: on. The Times did like a graphic of Saracens' first 15 and second 15 in, in the context of the salary cap thing. Yeah. And they had Calm Hunter Hill at number eight in the second 15. <laughs> really? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> who has written this? <laughs> <laughs> bring him in. I bet he's not on a lot of money compared to some other forwards at Saracens well I mean, he got he got signed before this all came out so maybe, Ooh, maybe he's got like Hunter Hill Limited partners and a house
0: he was the one that took them over <laughs> <laughs> they were like we know there's a risk here but we've got to sign <laughs> yeah, Hunter Hill exactly.
3: <laughs> and they're like Cal uh, do you mind in this contract if you just uh, you know you're liable for everything is that is that alright yeah, yeah. Just do, don't worry about that just sign
0: it <laughs> not getting paid anything just weirdly owns like 10% of a used car dealership <laughs> in St Albans yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're really good. We're really going off on tangents tonight. I know. Very good. I will attempt good twenty minutes. I will nonsense. attempt a segue from that preview of Saracens versus Racing ninety two in the European Champions Cup to yeah. look ahead to Glasgow welcoming Sale to Scotstoun um, at the weekend. As mentioned earlier, we had a good chat with Glasgow co captain Callum Gibbons, and here is what he had to say. <laughs> Okay, do you like to be joined on the line tonight by uh, Glasgow Warriors co captain Calum Gibbons. Calm, how are you man?
4: Good mate. Very good, thanks. How are you guys?
2: Yeah, getting on well, doing well, thanks. Um what you been up to today? Big big day of training ahead of Europe at the weekend?
4: Yeah, yep, yeah, we've had a pretty big day. Good old gym session and then um, yeah, a forward session
1: and a back se- uh a full team session. So it's been uh, yeah, there's there's good excitement around the camp
4: and yeah, it's a uh, Europe week so everyone's pretty pumped.
2: And uh, you must be sort of bolstered, all the Scotland boys now back uh, in camp for the, the last couple of weeks and all sort of focused on a big game against Sale.
4: Yeah, it's great to have those guys back. Um, you know, we probably struggled a little bit without them and um, it's great to have them back. Um, yep, um, looking forward to Sale this weekend, so um, it's going to be a big game. We're um, pretty hyped up at training today, so they're, they're a pretty good team and they're going all right in their comp and yeah, it's be pretty exciting
3: and one in one particularly you looking um or expecting from sale at the weekend i mean obviously they don't they're not playing sort of the you know the world cup winners do you think that sort of gives you quite a big opportunity
4: yeah i suppose it's you know they they'll leave a couple of those guys out which is you know it could be a good advantage for us um they're a big team and they're, they're pretty good without those guys anyways they had, a, they had a pretty good win against wasps in the weekend um a lot of big ball carriers and a big forward pack, so yeah, I'm assuming they're gonna come through try and come through our four pack with that and yeah. It should be
3: good. And and what's sort of the what have your aims been for the European competition at the start of the season? You know, what what are you targeting as a team?
4: Well, I suppose, you know, I always thought what regardless of what competition you're in you and you wanna win it. So um, we went pretty well last year, we got to the quarter finals and then, you know, we we had a terrible game against the Saracens. We sort of let ourselves down. So we're looking to go, yeah, get to those final stages and then hopefully get through them and go all the way.
2: Obviously, the uh, the World Cup year meant it was a bit of a, a sort of a stop, sort of, a, I guess, a, a slow start for you guys this season with a, a bit of a split squad. Um, talk us sort of through, through that and how the squad came through that sort of difficult period and now obviously picking up a couple of wins. Do you feel like you're hitting your stride?
4: Yeah, it was... You know, we've got a big squad and we generally go really well without our international guys so it was quite disappointing that we, you know, we had some early games that we sort of wanted to target and we didn't quite get there um, which is disappointing because I think we had the players to do it. Um, Maybe it was, you know, myself being a leader maybe we didn't lead as well and we could have controlled things a bit differently and looking back we created a lot of opportunities but we just, you know, we, we didn't hold on the ball long enough so... Every time we create something, we just get it back to the opposition. We can not build any pressure, so I think that was the main thing for us. And I think the last couple of weeks, collectively, we've you know come together as a team and we've sort of built built you know built on what was what happened in, early in the part of the year and we've actually looked after the ball a lot better. We've built some phases and put pressure onto the, the opposition. And then if you do that for long enough, you come away with points. And I think um, that's what we've done.
3: And I suppose within that period, you did have the, the chance to introduce some new um, faces to the squad. Who, who in particular uh, sort of impressed you, um, you know, coming out of maybe the, the academy set up?
4: Mm. So we had a lot of young guys training with us and a lot of students' guys. Um, they were trained really, really well in the preseason. We you know, had a big couple of weeks with fitness and learning the structures and stuff. And I think, uh, you know, there's been. Little young Jamie Dolly's come through. Um, I think he's played really well. He's uh he came in as a young guy straight out of school, which is probably quite daunting, you know, and I remember when I was that age as would have been quite nervous going to a team like the Warriors, but he's come in and he's you know, he's put his head down, he's done his work and he's he's played quite a bit for us already and he's gonna be there for well, hopefully he's gonna be in Glasgow for a long time and you know, you
2: never know in a few years he might find himself in a Scotland jersey, which would be pretty cool to see. And, and obviously, one, one departure, well publicised, Stuart Hogg's um, no longer there. You were in the press this week um, saying that there's <laughs> a lot of lads that want to fill that hole. Um, so I guess the question <laughs> is do you think Tommy Seymour can adequately fill Stuart Hogg's hole? I've,
4: I've heard about this. Um, what I was referring to is Stuart Hogg leaving our team as a put us in a position where the fullback spot needs to be. Uh, Replaced by another player. Oh, yeah. I'm Not too sure what the, you know, what the media was saying, but that's what I was referring to. And <laughs> on the, the second part of your question, I think Tommy had a really good game last week. Uh, you know, he's, he's quite new to the position, I think, and uh, you know, back three, um, DTH, Ratu and and Tommy played a really good game in the, over in Italy. So yeah, they they went really well, and I think Tommy, you know, if he just spent more time there, he'd be really good at football.
3: Yeah, de- uh, definitely, and, and um, with sort of your contract coming up next year, wh- what are you sort of looking for for um, you know, the next years ahead? Are you are you looking to to stay in Glasgow? Are you pretty pretty settled there?
4: Yeah, ideally, I'd, I'd like to stay stay for another year, and I'm in Glasgow. I, uh, you know, I love the team, I love the guys, and I've made some pretty good friends here. So I am pretty settled. Um, it's hard to say. It's still uh, I suppose there's a bit of a process you have got to go through. and yeah, but I'm, I'll be happy to stay in Glasgow. I,
3: I suppose one guy who'd be sad to see you go is Ryan Wilson. Can you maybe just talk about this sort of burgeoning bromance that seems to have developed between the two of you? Developed <laughs> bromance, um, yeah. Ryan's
4: been great, you know. From the weird go, as soon as I you know, arrived in Glasgow, he um, sort of took me under his wing and showed me around the place. He went up to his place quite a few times with his family for dinner, and you know he's been yeah he's been one of the Guys, that's really you know, looked after me here. So, um, and it's been great to get to know him and his family and play, play rugby with him. So, yeah, it's, he's been a pretty special guy to me over here.
3: Um, there's also quite a lot of stuff on on Twitter, etc. of of you playing in this kind of Glasgow Warriors band. Is that band got a name? and Are there plans to sort of take it on tour? What's what's going on there?
4: Yeah, well, we've got a, a bit of a, a jam room at the at the stadium, so. There's a lot of guys in our team that play instruments, so when we found out there's a, a spare room at the stadium, we thought we'd fill it with, you know, guitars. And... We've got a drum kit in there as well and a bass guitar. So, um, yeah, I think in a few weeks we might find out there could be a gig going on. We're trying to we're planning something, so we don't have a name yet, but yeah, there could be something in the works.
2: Oh, nice! Very, very exciting. Well, we'll look out for that one. Yeah, well... keep
4: keep an eye out. Yeah, we will
2: do. Um, there was one we we asked uh, our our fans on Twitter to to chuck in a few questions for you, and uh, amongst um, a lot of filth, actually, to be honest, to do with that <laughs> pre- previous question <laughs> around Stuart Hogg's hole, Um The one of them that stuck stuck out to us was, um, who do you think would win your your former team, the the, the Hurricanes, or Glasgow in a hit out at the moment? Oof.
4: I think. Uh... It'd be a good game. Um, I'd have to say, if Glasgow played to their full potential, we'd probably take the Hurricanes out at the moment. Oh, you love to hear it.
2: Well, I hope you can take that energy and that confidence into a big win against Sale at the weekend. Calm, thanks very much for joining us and uh, all the best of the weekend.
4: Hey, no worries, guys. Thanks, <laughs>
2: Sorry to interrupt this great chat about Scottish rugby. The rugby season, as you know, is in full swing. But when you are organising your games and training sessions, they are still a complete bollock. Not to worry. Get yourself onto the App Store and download the Find a Player app. Find a Player makes organising a breeze with great features that help you pick teams based on your squad's skills and fitness. You can rate your mates after you play them, and now you can... Pay and collect match fees directly through the app. So you no longer have to chase cash from that guy who never pays your match fee dodgers. You can do it all through the app and track all your payments. So get your squad out of the WhatsApp group and download the Find a Player app right now for free. There's a link in the description of this podcast. Click on that and register yourself as a Thistle Rugby uh, pod listener and you'll be on there you'll also be able to find other listeners as well as all the great benefits for managing your team that is the find a player app download it now so listeners in glasgow look out for those dates from the yet to be named glasgow rock group coming to uh, a venue near you soon nice to hear from calm there yeah it was good it was good um I'm really intrigued by this
3: match at the weekend just to see what sort of Glasgow side they can put out. It kind of seems like this will be the first time they can actually put a first-choice squad yes. out there. And even, it seems, in past weeks, being able to drip feed a few of the Scotland guys in, that Glasgow have improved quite a lot, and it seems like there's a bit more of optimism around the place.
0: Yeah. It's probably good to just get those Kings and Zebra games in and just get two
2: Yeah. Very
0: easy wins out the way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. As Carl was saying there, you know, they feel like they're hitting a bit of a stride. And I like to read into um, social media posts quite a lot. That's fair. And Mm -hmm. people pictured in Glasgow's uh, social media today Sam Johnson, Hugh Jones. Yeah. um, Fraser Brown. I mean, obviously, not not breaking any any news here. And Ryan Wilson. And also one from Ali Price. Just saying can't beat that feeling being on the pitch. Yeah, so it's been reported that Ali Price is going to be back in the squad
0: this weekend. So we'll keep keep with Horn though. Might as well keep with Horn and then yeah. obviously Price is going to come in on the bench ahead of Frisbee and Dolby, So makes mm. complete sense. Yeah. And I could see them doing Johnson and Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Jones has looked relatively sharp. Carl stage. I mean, th- the game on Saturday wasn't a place for an outside centre yeah. to flourish. No. Um, but you could
3: you could put him on
0: the wing as well. That's what I think well, they probably will I do. think they will. Yeah. If you want to get your strongest players on the pitch. Yeah. And then you obviously have Tommy going back into the fullback slot filling. And then you've got
2: filling Stuart Hogg's hole. Exactly. Yeah. Which is great to see. Yeah. Quite a grim phrase. Yeah, we talked to <laughs> calm about it. You weren't here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't just come out of that <laughs> randomly. Yeah. Um, you weren't here yet.
0: <laughs> so yeah, no, I I agree. I think it's, um, it's exciting to see obviously just everyone back but from Johnny Gray exactly yeah. who supposedly Dave Rennie insinuated that was an SRI, very much an SIU decision and he wasn't particularly pleased with it oh was this at the
2: fan event last night yeah, yeah what were the I other bits the other that. bits and pieces that were being talked about on the Glasgow Warriors forum uh, yeah you sent some stuff through that so Dave Rennie was saying
0: yeah taken from the Glasgow fan forum Hogg was the highest paid player in Scotland
2: and he still doubled his money. At and Exeter. he supposedly
0: doubled his money, which seems punchy. To so what? Because like al- a lot of the reports were saying he was getting like four fifty five hundred at Exeter. And I, th- I assumed he was on more money. Unless he was it was on getting. 250 at Glasgow? Unless it was getting yeah. topped up by like a sugar daddy. Yeah, Maybe I don't know. Nigel Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Pay for his hair plugs. <laughs> uh, they said they looked at a few direct replacements, scouts some players in Super Rugby. Said they couldn't sign anyone within budget, and Seymour they feel has got the attributes to shift to fullback. I mean, this is like the first time they've talked about Seymour being a fullback. Supposedly, they spoke to him about it at the back end last season, and he was very excited about it as part of his one year of contract extension. (laughs) Like, stiff armed
2: into it. Yeah, (laughs) it's like if you want the contract. You're going to yeah. play fullback. going to play a like, lot of fullback. I love right? fullback. <laughs> um, but what do you make of the, um, the sales side? Lots been made of the fact that they are not going to be playing any of their world champions, which they have a few of. But this is still a very decent, particularly large so, Yeah,
3: I just don't think the guys would be missing would be Faf Declerc, Tom Curry. Uh,
0: Who else? Kits off. is he going to be coming across or not for a while? Lou Diego's injured. Kitsoft doesn't play for
3: sale. He signed for them. Has he? <laughs> Let me check. I don't think he ha- I think he's still at the Stormers, mate. Um I think he's
1: coming at some stage. Lu Diego's
3: injured. Luke Diego's um,
0: injured.
3: Any other England players? Has he signed for sale?
0: Well they failed in their bid. <laughs> uh, oh wait. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> so
2: Stephen Kitshoff won't be playing for Sale. Yeah, that's That's a very big... That is good
3: news. Good is news no, for Glasgow, is, if you look at it that way. That is a yeah. huge <laughs> plus. <laughs> but then you kind of... You look at the Sale team that they put out last Friday against Wasp. It's still pretty strong. Like, the Dupree brothers are really, really good players. Um, still got John
0: O'Ross, Ben Curry. Um, um, so what do you think the back, th- back row... Because probably the back rule matchup is probably the most interesting and yeah. probably for Glasgow the least I have the least idea of who's probably going to get in Gibbons
3: that. Wilson Fagerson
2: yeah Fagerson's yeah. had a couple I don't games. know though that's what I'd maybe go as is like my What's strongest Fagerson at 8 Gibbons at 7 Wilson at 6 or some who could variation you have in, of who could you have
3: instead of Wilson Harley who could you have instead of Harley <laughs> Fazaro. <laughs> maybe Fazzaro Rennie likes him no it does. Um, I just feel like that sale, because they can also put, they have like Connie and like they can actually have a pretty
0: big pack. So maybe you pick bigger players. It was Connie Ousthausen who I was thinking about. Yeah. Just like a non ginger fat baby <laughs> rather than. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think ultimately that sale pack's got a lot of size. Mm. And you're going to have Daniel Dupree, who's pretty sad big ball yeah. carrier, John Ross. Yeah. You're going to have Robert Dupree coming off. Uh, wait, who's the other Dupree forward? It's Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc. And then Robert's the standoff. Yes. But he might
3: even start. He might have McGinty. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Sale will represent a challenge and they've been doing well in the premiership, but <laughs> I don't know. I still think Glasgow at home, is the, they're the favourites. I still think Sale, stream, Sale
0: team without the players we mentioned isn't actually that strong. So I'm going to suggest this is probably should be Glasgow's easiest game of the European Champions Cup. Who else is in the group again? La Rochelle and Exeter. Um, yeah, possibly. If you don't win your opening game against Sale <laughs> yeah. at home... On a Friday night. It, and then you're away to Exeter. Yeah. Second game in. You're, almost in, you're like, already in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Um, But no, I think Glasgow have always done pretty well apart from Saracens against English teams at home. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm thinking. Well, I mean, I suppose Leicester (laughs) since then have been in like a complete
3: downward spiral, but putting like 40 on them in Scotland, they're doing the same. They beat Exeter. And Welford Road beat Exeter. I've always done pretty well against Saracens there. Yeah. Um, And I know that Glasgow don't have the likes of Hogg and, and Russell who they have had in those matches, but I still think they're, as I said, they're getting close to that first choice team. Yeah. Yeah. Which is still pretty strong on paper.
2: Big season for Hastings, stepping up into the uh, into the Champions Cup. Mm. A bit more Scotland experience, much more game time than he had last year.
3: I think, particularly with that Hog as well, that even yeah. more responsibility rests on his shoulders. Um, and then probably the same with it's probably like a season for someone like George Horn to maybe move beyond like just being a sort of like that
0: bit part. Yeah, like flair player. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether they see him or Price as the starting nine this season because they probably both want to be that, they do want to both want to be that yeah, number one and they probably both think they deserve the starting spot for Scotland. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just wonder whether it feels like, obviously, Price has been injured so Horn's going to take the lead in this game, but I still get the impression that Price is probably slightly ahead in the pecking order. I'd say the perception is that Price is a more rounded player.
3: But I don't know whether that's just because George Horn is like has that ability to to do these like sort of. Yeah. Um,
2: Horn's never really been handed an opportunity to sort of like start and manage a big game. I suppose. Well, yeah, I agree. Scotland summer it. tour against Argentina, you can say is a big game, but it's still a summer tour away from home. Yeah. You know the the games you played in the World Cup were the. the or a, kid, yeah, the kids exactly. Games.
3: Or or a game where he's sort of had a really good performance on the back of control and box yeah. kicks rather than like scoring a couple of tries.
2: Yes. I it was Leon that. away last year in the Heineken Cup he had a very good game.
3: I I remember, I remember the result I don't remember yeah. him playing but I remember it was a horrible
2: pitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <So> he was <laughs> like um, the only person that c- was not getting bogged down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's so light.
0: I think in terms of front five, that front f- 3 is almost definitely going to be Kebble Brown Ferguson. They so look pretty good. Pretty happy with that. Yeah, it's yeah, really strong. Daniel you know, Sail's got a pretty big front row, but don't really feel like they have that many issues. And then Scott Cummings has I really mean, stepped up. Is going to be in that starting team. Th- thankfully, managed to ride that savage hit on <laughs> on, right, on yeah. Saturday <laughs> side of his head. Oh my god, literally horrendous! And then probably Kieran McDonald ahead of. Swinson. I'd, r- I'd rather have McDonald than Swinson. Yeah.
3: Like, I think McDonald's been really good.
0: Been a surprise package of I know. the season. Yeah, I it know. has been. I didn't even fully realize he was in the Glasgow team. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Could you, and bear with me, just because that would be a very green second row pairing. Yeah. In a big Heineken Cup game. Do you chuck in Rob Harley or Swinson just to sort of solid up that front five? Because you know they're just going to dog it out. I think Swinson, Harley in particular. I just think Swinson's so off the pace.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he won't start. Harley. He's not physical enough. I can see definitely see the argument for yeah I wouldn't be surprised if it was Cummings and Harley
3: give uh, you that uh, quite yeah. a good
0: balance although
3: Rennie Rennie picks on form though he doesn't he doesn't really mind
2: he played a lot of Harley and Gray in the sort of uh, latter stages of the last season together yeah in the row mm. that really just sort of dogged workman like second row yeah it'll be
0: interesting to see I've been interested kind of like how they approach the match as well whether they try and go for that just really fast-paced game, because I just don't think we want to get bogged down into an arm wrestle with Sale. No, I think we have all. to,
3: and I think I think there's enough players. If you, if you kind of have like Hastings, Horn, Jones all firing, for instance, then yeah, I think they'll be able to take the game to a level that Sale maybe can't, maybe
0: just aren't used to playing against. But you're right. Is that kind of with <laughs> when you have Jones, well, love having love Jones at 13 now. I like Sam Johnson at 12, but once you don't have Horton, once you don't have Pete Horton, and you don't have Hogg at fullback, Hastings just doesn't really have that second distributor to like, yeah. Oh, yeah. sometimes either bail him out or kind of just get the ball whipping along the line really really yeah. quickly. Yeah, which um, you
3: yeah. know, you're not yeah, you're not going to be like chucking a ball at the back to Seymour and expecting yeah. him to create something. Yeah, you're and probably not- you're probably a bit nervous him
0: getting the ball. In front of a defence, actually. Yeah, and I, I don't think he's—he's he's not going to chuck like a twenty-meter miss. No, 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 he's not—not not really a creator. Yeah,
3: maybe exactly. we, I don't know. I think he's got probably a better boot than we give him credit for. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's more of a winger. Yeah, as we discussed.
2: Well, the weather looks good. It's going to be a bammy four degrees at kickoff time wow. on uh, nice. Saturday Sounds lunchtime. Good. And dry, so you would expect on the 3G, the 4G, Scots, and they will try and run it around as much as they possibly can. So we will keep an eye on that. Friday night, before that Glasgow game kicks off, though, Edinburgh start their Challenge Cup campaign away to Agen, a team who Matt looked at their squad earlier and says, I don't know any of these French players. Second bottom of the top 14? Yeah, I I really thought that um, I'd
3: look at the Agen squad and there'd be some sort of, like, a few rogues, like... Ex Super Fifteen players, or some old French internationals so that like you'd, re- play, you'd, so you'd recognize. Find,
2: find like Repenny South and be like, yeah, exa- "Oh, yeah." Well, I think he actually <laughs> did. He yeah. did play for them. In the oh, past. did he? Oh, well. They well you'd did.
3: expect to see like Rudy Wolfe or something. Yeah. yeah, and I, I
2: don't <laughs> like in their late
3: thirties. Yeah, and I was just like, the only guy two two rec- guys I recognize: Johan Sandy who used to play for the Cheetahs, centre. Yeah, and Lawrence Pierce, who played number eight, averagely for Leicester. A few years ago.
0: Yeah, I man. I'm looking at it. This squad is awful. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and I mean, we're yeah, not. It's like we're a two a silver. I know. It's a Revy Bobo <laughs> floating around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not exactly like. French rugby uh, fishing at uh, it. Yeah, but. Uh, and also the fact that they're second bottom of that league.
2: Yes. Makes you think that. And Edinburgh it been, should be an Edinburgh win. Edinburgh have been going quite, quite well. Obviously, they picked up a win, an average win against uh, the Dragons mm-hmm. on. Friday night. Actually, that's not true. They got beaten by Treviso the week before, yeah, they, didn't they?
3: They've been sort of a bit hit or miss, but I'd yeah. say more hit than miss on average. But then Steve Laurie came out in the press, Whenever maybe, was it today? Yeah, it was yeah. earlier today, yeah. Saying that ultimately the priority remains the league. So it'll be interesting to see what team they put yeah. out. Um, I still think even if Edinburgh play a kind of second string team, they can put out a particularly a good pack. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like you know, from the guys who've played, you could you could put um like Crosby, Carmichael and Haining, for instance. Yep. And at home against Agen, you'd think that's probably enough to do a job.
2: Away at Agen. Oh, is, is it away? Is it enough to do a it job? It's away, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's right. Away. Well, you know, completely different though. <laughs> Haining can't do it Crosby's away. Crosby's got the second Agen. most
3: Crosby's got the second most
0: turnovers in the decent? 14 in the month. Interestingly, Agen is the capital of the prune. Of the prune.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: Great. Good. Go. Well, Edinburgh fans can enjoy a lot of fibre this weekend. Though. That's <laughs> great. Great news for their regularity.
0: Um, Crosby looking good. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, great. Edinburgh really needs another back row. <laughs> yeah. If there's <laughs> exactly. one thing they need, is another back I know. row.
2: Yeah. Can I you be honest th- there? Because I mean, like, John Barkley's going to play 10 games this season.
0: Yeah. Mm. Although I imagine is not going to be the... In the Scotland squad for the Six Nations, I would imagine. Do you think he'll get cut from the whole squad? Kinda just don't Wouldn't be surprised. I just don't feel like he's that good that you need you need to have him in now. Like if he was like a real step above yeah. your Richie's and yeah. your Watson's and M- your maybe. Maybe I don't know, maybe he
3: plays like a decent string of games up to Christmas and yeah. like has a blind eye. Plays well in the eighteen seventy
2: two for well, instance, Maybe he's the man to unite the city. Maybe exactly. he's the guy that's gonna yeah. do it. Finally. He's not. For, he's like the guy Finally. who comes from the outside
3: he's not from Edinburgh he manages to unite the city
2: Yeah
0: Finally bring the families back together Yeah exactly <laughs> Decades the torn, the torn communities Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Bringing them back together at Murrayfield Brothers and sisters not spoken to each other for years
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ah Unite the city um, <laughs> yeah. Have we got anything else we want to say about Edinburgh? Uh <laughs> It's I not exactly a match that is. I feel like Stevie that Laurie's exciting, taking the wind though. out of our sails as sort of, you know, fans to be kind of like, you know, we don't actually really care about this competition that much.
3: Yeah, possibly. I mean, <laughs> when you look at the face of it and you look at the Agen team, you're like, yeah, I kind of get it. Like yeah, sure. Th- there are far more important matches. Um,
0: Bordeaux next week.
2: Yeah. Much better game. Yes. Yeah. And S- Bordeaux are like second league. Mm. So.
0: They've got, and I, I players, know some of their players. We recognise yeah, exactly. some of those players. So, no, it should be good. And
3: what are, so what are our predictions then for
0: Europe? Two bonus point wins. Getting it out of there. Right. What is this? I think, I think Edinburgh go to Ajan and not a pretty game, but get away with either three try win or four try win.
3: Presumably Agen won't play their first team as well. Yeah. I mean, Ajahn, I mean, can you imagine their second team?
0: Agen are in a dogfight yeah. to stay up. Yeah. Um, so I just, they're just never going to focus. I could on see you.
3: Edinburgh scraping to a win, though, and not getting a bonus point. <laughs> Which would be, it'd be <laughs> well, fine. That's fine. Away yeah, in France, exactly, you would take that. It. fine. Yeah. And Glasgow, I think they'll win, but
0: I don't think they'll get the bonus point. Again, I feel like Sale are probably a team that have less, out of all the English teams, potentially have one of the least. Like focuses on the Champions Cup. I think they really want to get that top four. Mm. They've been out of it this yeah. season. In particular. Yeah. yeah, Um So I, you know, they're not going to put out a weak side or anything like that. But I just think Glasgow will probably
2: have enough at home to see it through. It's quite an exciting fixture, actually. I'm looking forward to it a lot mm. seeing yeah. that. As we say that, what is Glasgow's first team or what is Dave Rennie's idea of Glasgow's first team for the first time this season? Exactly. That's quite exciting, and it's always good to play English sides.
0: I just really hope, I think, you've started to see some more fluency in the Glasgow team, but six games in and still haven't really clicked. No, mm. not at all. So it'd be really yeah, nice so it's time to do it. in this level of game with all the players back to start kind of seeing some more. <laughs> and, set, and set up a very interesting trip down
2: to Sandy Park. Exactly. Yeah. Because Ex-
3: Exeter aren't firing on all cylinders at the moment either, so...
2: No, not at all. Gave up, what was a 17-point lead against uh, Bristol last weekend? 17-0 at halftime. 17-0, yeah. But Stuart Hogg is, has made the most metres of anybody. Over the last three clean,
0: games. And clean breaks. And clean breaks.
2: I always wonder with fullbacks though, because Hogg gets, like, 25 metres for free. <laughs> <laughs> do yeah. Do they count that? I do see yeah. that, but his stats were pretty... Sw- he was...
0: At the weekend, he had, like, literally... Like five clean breaks, eight defenders beaten, and like yeah. three offloads. Yeah, which I haven't watched the game, so they could have all been shit. But <laughs> it, it feels like a stats. Yeah, thing. you can't beat a defender eight times and them all be shit. <laughs> yeah, you know. So it's um, and kind of generally it feels like he's. I think at the start, obviously, he's he wasn't playing particularly well, and obviously coming because he came in two weeks off, mm. off the World Cup. Yeah. yeah, so much quicker than the majority An of attitude. Scotland
2: players. A fairly poor World Cup, not just for Scotland, but him personally. He wasn't firing at the top of his game.
3: There was an interview with him in the Times at the weekend. And he
2: was he was pretty candid in saying
3: yeah. that he doesn't actually think in the last like two years he's actually been playing that well. He's not even playing badly. I so think he's gotten
2: too big. A few people are saying that,
3: but I thought he he cut out the Guinnesses from his diet and it was all it was all gravy. But well, I, don't well, don't mean, I don't mean I don't mean he's fat.
2: He just looks like muscularly like oh, right, he looks really fat. really big. No, I don't think he's fat. He doesn't. Look you you as were saying he was <laughs> off air. Oh, that's quite <laughs> unfair, but that's fair enough. He doesn't look as light
0: on his feet as he used to be. He doesn't have that as quick a change of direction. Yeah, but I think
3: that's that's just like the evolution of his body shape over time. Like I think <laughs> the evolution, the evolution of his, of his body shape. Well, when he first came on the scene, he was like what nineteen twenty. He hadn't grown properly into his his body, and then he goes through a proper. I've lost you too. So <laughs> I'm going to stop. Lost, I think we
2: have lost everyone. <laughs> Should we call it, eh? Yeah, that's us done. <laughs> yeah, fine. The evolution of Stuart Hogg's body shape, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back next week after those two big bonus point wins and uh, another week of Super 6 action. We will be covering it all on Twitter, at Thistle Pod, on Instagram, Thistle, understroke rugby, understroke pod. And as ever, send us your thoughts into the mailbag, the thistlerugby at gmail.com. Speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye. Cheers.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news: ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free, or go to
1: amazon.com/newsadfree.